again, wrong. Dirty D up in Sonoma. Hey, on the question of what to do with your ex's vibrator, you should do what I did. When that bitch leaves you, you use her vibrator on her best friend. Keep it sick and wrong, guys. Hello. My name is Lawrence, and this week we ask the obvious and age-old question. Why do people hate Americans? Now I fuck dogs. I fuck cats. I've never done a deer. Just happen upon a dead animal, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck it. Bang my tranny ass. Tell me before you murder her, and I'll come over and we'll rape her. <laughs> we'll be raped. I mean, she'll enjoy it. Bang my tranny ass. Mental note. Don't even try to call Wackerly to help dispose of the corpse. They're soft in one bullshit! I'm gonna go masturbate in public. I'll be right back. I'm gonna masturbate right in front of you right now. I'm running out of pubes. I, 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 I love how... Dude, I was so horny, I would have had sex with a dog. Damn it, I didn't get in the ass. Diarrhea running down my pants. I have my legs kicking around. There's shit flying everywhere. Getting just pounded in the ass. I'm gonna kill you, you motherfucker. Fuck is this, motherfucker? Fucking Americans! Those goddamn Yankees! I guess we did know after all. It's sick. And it's most certainly wrong. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm the new intern, Lance Wackerly. <laughs> no, thankfully, Wackerly, we um, are back to a regular show here. No, no more, women. No more interns. Yeah, no more ladies. No more labia in the studio. Seriously, the, once you bring in yours? the great Vajonas, it's hard for me to concentrate on doing this show. I was just thinking about the great Vajonas today. It's interesting <laughs> they brought that up. Great minds think alike. Well, not to mention, you, you were ashamed to read that penthouse in front of the intern. Uh, I wasn't ashamed to read it. I was ashamed to do anything more than just sort of casually flip through it and be like, oh, a naked woman. I'll just go to the next page. <laughs> Whereas here, I can like salivate <laughs> over it and see that. lick the staples. Yeah, you ruin my penthouse every time you do it's that. It's not ruined. <laughs> you ruin it. How can I ruin it more than once? What do you mean every time I do it? So uh, I mean, every, every month I ruin the new one? Yeah, every, well, exactly. You should, know better. you should know well enough to use before it before I get over I get here. to defile it. So, uh, in fairness, actually, Kira, who was on the show last week, wasn't really here in an intern capacity. She was here as kind of a spectator, contributor, something. But no, the Leslie was an intern. Whereas Kira, I think, was just kind of here to uh, spectate. I just call anybody who's in here who doesn't have a board game or stick pins through their nuts or run a brothel, they're an intern. I think any vagina that comes in and sits in for the show. When your sister was on the show, she wasn't an intern. I went, I'd never hire she was, her. She was family and friends. She would get no uh, college credit for this. She was family. That was <laughs> like, family, that yeah. was bring your sister to work day. <laughs> bring your sister to podcraft day. Although it's interesting. I know the, uh, the, the podcasters are demanding us to show a picture, but I don't know. No. Kira's already upset enough hearing her voice. Really? Yeah. I don't know. She, clam- I, I she clamored like- to be on the show. I discouraged her. Uh, wholeheartedly from coming on, so I don't. I'm not listening to any complaint she has. No, about she sent me a text complaining. I was like, I told you you had a whiny nasal yeah, voice to begin you think with. We you're don't Jewish. Feel. How do you think? What we do you expect? I was like, you're like the female version of my voice. Yeah. Fran Jesus. Drescher did all right for herself. Yeah, that's true. 
So, Wanker, it was one hell of a weekend. Did you uh, participate in any of the gay pride festivities, or did you hide away from it all? Hit away. Hit away. It's probably a good idea, because the whole city was consumed by it. I yeah. Know, I well, actually, no, because I came over here to get a chair from a coworker, <laughs> and he lives... <laughs> Like you have to drive through the Castro, and I and I so forgot. So you're going through the thick of it right there. But I forgot it was Pride Weekend, and I was like, "Why is there a big fucking pink triangle by Sutro Tower? Like, what the hell is that?" And then I, <laughs> where, what are all these people doing around? This sucks. Oh, and no, even the, more crowded than normal. The city was inundated with um, gay people and gay friendly straight people, and people were also people spilling and, out of the bars because of the, the 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 World's Cup matches. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if there's some kind of like culture clash with that. No, no, I think it meshes pretty well because I think you know soccer's kind of gay. Well, just the dudes. Ball are handling. All, the dudes are all you know like gay um, heartthrob type type dudes on the. Floor. Yeah, so they're probably into it. Yeah, soccer's kind of like gay porn for a lot of men. Yeah, then I watched like the end of the game over at uh, Big Jairs. You know, I actually didn't watch any soccer on uh, on Saturday. Instead, I went to. Um, watch a bunch of dykes at the Dyke on Bike Rally. You were in a ball free zone. <laughs> Yeah, there weren't that many balls. You know, uh, my, my, my friend Holly was uh, hanging out with a bunch of the Lusty Lady Strippers. Lusty Lady's a great strip club. It's not really a strip club. It's a peep show booth. I think we've, we've discussed it here on Why the show before. Why is it not before. a strip? I always think it, uh, that's a type of strip club. Because you can't get a lap dance. If can't there's no lap dancing, dance, it's not, a strip it's not club. technically a strip club. But And you put quarters in a, in a jack-off booth to look at chicks. But you can jack off. Yeah. You can't jack off at a strip club. Exactly. That's what I makes it a rather, strip club. I think I'd rather jack off than get a get a lap dance. No, the lusty lady's great because you can you can put your quarters in the window the 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 window opens up you can see the girls dancing and they can see you and you can full on just jack off and look at them and make faces at them <laughs> like when you're at the zoo. Can you can I press <laughs> can I press a ham? You can totally do anything you want. It's can I great. press a ham? You could totally press ham. And can just I harvest weak moon? At them with a brown eye. Can I harvest moon? <laughs> you might get kicked out for that. <laughs> You might. All right, no, the bra- have to clean no brown stuff is the rule. But anyway, at, at Dolores Park, I mean, there were like just a sea of lesbians. I've never seen so many lesbians congregated in, in just en masse like that. It's called dykes on bikes. There are a expect? lot of dykes. There are a lot of dykes that could kick my ass. There are a lot of dykes that I'd be like, wow, it's a shame that you're a lesbian because I really want to penetrate you. All ends of the spectrum is what All you're ends saying. of the pe- spectrum. But th- there's one point where I, I met up with, with uh, Holly and her friends. There are like 20 strippers there. And they're all topless. Some of them were even butt naked. And I was the only dude, and I'm sitting there thinking, God, I wish somebody would take a picture and then tag me on, like, Facebook or something because I would look like... Because no one's going to believe that this is me. You know, this is happening right now. I don't believe it. (laughs) I couldn't... If I took a picture, everyone would be like, you're a fucking pervert. You are a perverted Jew. You're a perverted man. But plus, you want to be in the photo. So what were you going to do that like? No, but if that, I would like, have... <laughs> Facebook, arm out, take your own picture in front of a bunch of jugs. Then they would have thought I was a pervert. Then they would have thought you are a pervert and a tool. Yeah, exactly. But if, even if I would have been but like... But I mean, as... who's to say they didn't already think that, which they probably did. They probably did. I mean, I did have a huge tent in my pants. An awkward boner. <laughs> An awkward boner just sticking out. But I was Were you wearing, wearing your sweatpants? I was wearing spandex bike shorts. I mean, it's just like... I always wear my spe- my sweatpants to that sort of an event. <laughs> just this huge awkward boner. I don't like, want any restriction. <laughs> because that's the, the definition of awkward is that you feel it's awkward. If I'm wearing sweatpants and it's just totally pitched out there, that's me just saying, I don't, I don't feel awkward. If you feel awkward, that's your that's issue. That's your problem. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so, and I couldn't ask like one of the other uh, the strippers, say, hey, can you take a picture of me and all these titties? Because mm-hmm. it would have just, oh, once again, been perfect. So I pretty much just had to like just 
live life without having that picture taken. And now no one believes me. But here's another thing. I mean, they all know we like titties. That's their whole job. Like, maybe it would have been fine. They'd have been like, hell yeah, I'll take your picture with these titties. Aren't they great? Maybe, but I think probably they're just not, kind of though. like, they're all lesbians. So I think they'd be like a typical male. Yeah, they'd probably smack you like, male pig. I'm not at work, you ass. Yeah, I know. And, and it, seriously, because I, I know Holly told me to stop trying to shove dollar bills in their underwear. Uh-huh. But the strippers, it's, it's instinctual, you know? Right. It's like, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. But yeah, they, you know, the gay pride thing was going off. It was huge. On Sunday, it was massive. It like spilled on the streets all, almost over here. Does it just get bigger every year? I, you know, I have no idea how, how big it, how many people attended. But I, they said there are like almost like 100,000 people here. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. At one point, um, even late, uh, like Sunday afternoon, uh, Joe, who's been on the show before in the past, Joe He's and I... He's the resident artist of Resident Sick and artist who, who, who did those fine drawings, Sick and Wrong portraits Yes, people don't us. even believe their drawings. They think they're some type of Photoshop manipulation. No, but so Joe good. actually did that freehand of the Mona Lisa. Uh, we were walking to go see Danzig at the Regis. It's Sunday afternoon, and they... Uh, Carlo... He's a fine lesbian artist. <laughs> <laughs> he actually kind of looks like a lesbian. 55-year-old <laughs> lesbian. Uh, we were walking up O'Farrell, and a carload of gay men with their shirts off like pulled up, and they're like, hey... Hey! And Joe's like, looks over at him. I just was ignoring them, but Joe looks over and is like, Hey, what's up? I want to touch your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I just started laughing, and Joe's like, No. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, I think, I think you said the right That's thing. That's your chance to be you like, said, You guys are perverts and <laughs> assholes. I would have been like, Do it! Touch it! Touch it! <laughs> touch Yours? the dirt button! No, Joe. <laughs> and oh. then I would have ran away. Uh-huh. But now we ended up uh, going to see Danzig, which was a lackluster performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danzig has too many rules at his shows. I don't know how many people have seen Danzig recently, but uh, there I have are no not. photos. You're not allowed to chew gum. And I got in trouble for texting. That's like my high school chemistry class. Yes, it was a very. It was a <laughs> Were you allowed to wear hats? Um, you know, I didn't see anyone wearing hats there. Because mm, that would have been the kicker that maybe Danzig was my high school chemistry teacher if he made you take your hat off. Does your high school chemistry teacher look like a fat gothic lesbian now? Fat, yes. Can you be a goth with a massive comb over and if you have sort of Danzig late, has a late comb stage over. MS? That's why Danzig doesn't like photos because he doesn't want well, – not, not the late stage MS, although <laughs> that would be great. I would still pay 40 bucks to go see Danzig Did he sit in a chair the whole time? Because that's the other thing my high school chemistry teacher did. No, he walked up and down the stage going like, oh, and, uh, you know, trying to, get, trying to get everybody riled up. Were people riled? Yeah, you know, but you weren't allowed to crowd surf either. So, <laughs> so there's, I mean, it was like a very authoritarian show. You How many women were at this show? There were a few. There were a really? few. Um, there, but I'd say like a third of the audience. Really? Funny. Yeah, like women like dancing. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I think his sex symbol status is, is definitely. Were these wavered. Central Valley chicks? <laughs> Yeah, definitely from oh, Central okay. Valley. That's I would say right. so. Right. But you, you know, at one point though, Danzig he didn't really say much to the audience. My favorite thing he did say was, "The lights suck in here and the sound shitty." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I like it. I like. I like when mus- my musical heroes do shows like Rocky Erickson. We went to see him. Just. All the songs, no talking in between, and then, then leave the stage. Well, I, like, I, I, I could have listened to my iPod for that. Well, Rocky Erickson has this like, personality disorder. That's why I wanted <laughs> to hear him talk. That was the whole point. Uh, I wanted Danzig to hear all is just a through. megalomaniac prick. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, so, so this past weekend was fun-filled, action-packed. This upcoming weekend, the 4th of July, might be historic. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying it might be historic, not, not maybe not in San Francisco, but definitely in Oakland, because I feel tomorrow there's a great potential, either tomorrow or Friday, that Oakland is going to burn, Wackerly. It's a good mm. thing you moved to Alameda. Yeah. What I'm referring to here is... Uh, they're going to drop the gate and lift the moat and whatever, mixed metaphor. <laughs> I think draw, they're just the going to block off the Bay Bridge. You're not going to be able to get from Oakland to San Francisco when the people try to flee all the anarchists who are burning the entire city down because... Uh, Johannes Meserly, the officer, the BART officer that uh, killed Oscar Grant last was it, over a year ago now on New About, Year's, yeah. two, New Year's, I think it was 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, the verdict of his trial might be declared potentially either tomorrow or uh, Friday. I don't think so, but it, it could happen. Well, I the, think they're going to deliberate. The jury is going to deliberate for more than like six hours. So as of, as of today, until next week is my prediction. The, the trial, the 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 um, trial was not in session today, but at the closing arguments will be tomorrow morning. The jury will begin deliberating tomorrow afternoon. Friday morning, I heard. Okay, I, I heard tomorrow afternoon, but we don't know yet. So it could either be Thursday or either Friday. This is but, law talk. Second wrong. There's a disagreement between the pundits. <laughs> either way, Oakland is on the brink of burning. Now, so I read. The comments on the intertubes uh, to the news articles pretty religiously, and a lot of these people would say that you're uh, you're promoting this riot. Am you're, I inciting relish- this no, riot? No, I don't think they say you're inciting it, but you're you're relishing it. You are you know doing that whole Goebbels thing where you like you know you make the news and then you make the things happen by well, like actually, reporting I'm a sensationalist. Look at this show. What do you think we do here? I'm just bringing up a viewpoint. This is not my viewpoint. This is like the Fox News of podcasting. It's not my <laughs> viewpoint. It's not my viewpoint. We're the but fucking pe- some New people York have Post that, here. Some people have that viewpoint. No, you know the well, New York Post wishes it was us. <laughs> Let's put it that way. All I'm saying is that. Uh, if people recall what happened when uh, when the murder, so wait, the, the riots that happened in Oakland, they were like over a three day period. Oh no! You live right in the middle of it. Yeah, but the people really were burning cars outside your yeah apartment. yeah, but the really bad like out of control, smashing store windows, burning cars, you know, just white kids run amok. <laughs> um, that was only the one night. There were there were like rallies the other nights and, outside uh, Bart. Police headquarters. Yeah, what was that thing when they jumped? When so that kid fell off the highway? What was that? Wasn't about Oscar Grant, Dude, right? That was something they else. about fucking everything. It's probably Palestinians. I or can't something. remember what. Yeah, I guess that was Palestinians. So it's like they, no, like those Bay Area trustafarians always had their panties in a knot. It's like they can never undo that knot. I actually don't. I don't picture it like that. I mean, I, there's the old hippies in Berkeley. They have their panties in a I'm knot. I'm saying the trustafarians. I think they're having a great time. Well, no, that, their that, panties are in a knot. They're having a great time. All right. Actually, I agree with it's you. It's like let's fuck shit up, uh, go out, you know, stick our fist in the air, hopefully get arrested, so and probably ag- get laid. You're saying that they're not actually agitated, they're not pissed off about this. What they see as an injustice. I, I just think they're that at that age where it's fun to be pissed off against like how stupid you think everything is. It's that age where like you you think that like the world's fucked up because everybody's an idiot. And then you, then you, you, then you reach that age where you re- remember, you find out or realize, or it's revealed to you that like 
oh, I'm a fucking idiot too. Like everybody's an idiot plus me. Well, you're you're acting like they're an angst-ridden teenager, which they I, are. I disagree. That's what it is. No, they're spoiled rich kids, but what I think they do is they glom onto issues because they want to try to add some kind of purpose to their life. But yeah, yeah well, this is a well, social how's outing how's, how's that different from an angst-ridden teenager? Well, an angst-ridden teenager is just a, you know, a, a, an angst-ridden teenager's is emotional and going through puberty and has these people are usually like in their mid twenties. I, I kind of just see it all as, as one thing. I mean, it's, a, it's, it starts as in your angst ridden puberty stage. And then it goes, like I said, until you realize like that you've been railing against everybody being idiots and like the government and everybody in authority is a fucking asshole. And then you, then it, it dawns on you that like, Oh wait, I'm an asshole and I'm pretty fucking stupid also. Well, I think it's you know what it is. And I all think, my friends are you, also retards. What what I think it is is you eventually become old enough to realize the hypocrisy of your actions. Like, yeah, I guess I do smoke, so I support big business. And yeah, I do drink Coca-Cola. Right. It's just like so all these things that you've been railing against, you know, your teenage and your young adult years, you realize, well, that was just feel I was doing it to get laid. Just drink some beer. And I had get a great a and crazy. I had a great time. Yeah, and, and people it's say not, it's not a whole, the worst thing in the world. Dude, I've I, you know I've listened to these anarchists reminisce about the Iraq War protests that they had in the city, mm-hmm. and, and and I think this what's going to happen in Oakland either tomorrow or maybe next week, early next week, will be the same thing. It's I mean it's always fun when you can. Like, I would like to go fuck some shit up right now. I just wouldn't be able to feel righteous about it. <laughs> so if you can fuck shit up and feel righteous, like that's cool. And, you know, if you could smoke some doobies and then maybe get a blowjob behind a burning dumpster, yeah, even better. Well, what I'm interested to find out, what the ruling will actually be. I mean, any way you cut it, it's kind of a historical trial. I mean, there's... Any way you cut it is the same old baloney. <laughs> that was my junior high math teacher, by the way. The English woman who with bad scoliosis and uh, what do they call that where their bones just decay? <laughs> I think isn't that scoliosis? No, it's she's osteoporosis. A, she sounds hot. Anyway, you slice it; it's the same old baloney. <laughs> but tempers are flared on both sides. But uh, it's interesting to hear what the jurors are going to be facing. So, jurors in this trial will be given the option of convicting Johannes Meserly of second-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, or full acquittal. That's it. Those are the options. And the There's judge and the judge somehow limits the options at the beginning. Or or the judge confers and wheels and deals with the lawyers and they come up with this. Well, that that's that's what I find interesting. I think this might be a precedent setting case here. Is legal experts are calling this ruling a victory for the prosecution. These four counts that the judge arbitrarily gave. Well, they're, they're not counts, the they're options. options. Counts would mean that you could options. get all of them, right? So the defense had sought to rule out the manslaughter counts and just do straight all or nothing betting that the jury would not find him guilty of murder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which I find interesting. I mean, I'm surprised that they would put all their chips on just one option. Well, but they, it's just the likelihood of, you know, if those are the two options, there's, there's, there's a just human nature leans towards letting the guy off. I mean, people so, are going to say, like, look, I think you did a really shitty thing, but the minimum sentence for second-degree murder is 15 years, and I just can't. Like live with myself, giving this dude fifteen years because I think he did a shitty thing, but I think there are mitigating circumstances and blah blah blah. So that's why the defense of the Messerly's defense agent, law talking guy, would want <laughs> His that attorney. But yeah. you know, you know what? I think we owe our non-Bay Area residents some backstory. 
what actually happened, I know we discussed this just in the previous show. Just go listen to the show. tape, dude. We'll just tell them what episode it was on. Well, what happened is that, yeah, I don't I even was remember. incensed. <laughs> but, I feel uh, kind of stupid about it now. On New Year's, Meserly and some other BART cops ended up getting into a scuffle with some urban youth on the platform. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, they were like all t- over 21. Uh, they're, like, yeah, they were 21, and I think they were actually fathers, weren't they? <laughs> Maybe, Most I don't know. But Oscar Grant resisted arrest, and uh, they ended up subduing him and were in the process, I believe, they didn't actually handcuff him yet. But he was lying prostrate on the ground, hands behind his back. One hand behind One his back. One hand behind his One back. One hand was flailing, and that's officer had his knee in the small of Oscar Grant's back right. and was holding him down yes. when Meserly who claims he was pulling out his taser, pulled out his revolver. Some say he said, I'm going to tase him. And, okay. and, and Some, and some pe- people disagree with that. Some people disagree. And he ended up pulling out his gun and shooting Oscar Grant in the back fatally and uh, killing him. So now yes. what... Um, Getting shot in the back will tend to do that. <laughs> so now he's been on trial for the past like month or so. Yeah. Been a hell of a jury to be on. And uh, finally we're about to get a verdict and... Uh, Oakland might burn, and so we're waiting. The Chronicle's done a pretty good job of reporting everything that happens in the courtroom on a day by day basis. I guess I assume there could be other shit that they're not reporting, and how would I know? So, well, it, you know, the judge I thought was rather impartial by doing this. He gave the jury a compromise position. These four options that they can they can use here. Whereas uh, the d- defense wanted all or nothing. The prosecution wanted first degree murder on the table, yeah. but the judge said he saw no evidence of premeditation. It surprises me that the judge and the lawyers have that much power in our system. I mean, isn't the whole thing based on being tried by a jury of your peers and your peer should be able to figure out like what they want to convict you of? I mean, that's... I know we discussed this in the past, but have you taken a good look at your peers on the Muni? But it's even worse than that. I mean, you need guidance. You need guidance in the legal sphere. I think jurors are are even worse. Like the people who actually get seated on a jury are even a worse example of your peers than like. That's what I'm saying. Those people need guidance. So this judge is there. Yeah, but guidance. guidance is one thing. Like you can't do that. That's against the rules. That's against the Constitution. But. It's not against the Constitution for them to say, like, we think this guy's guilty of first-degree murder. I don't think Susie Punchcock even understands the ramifications of first-degree murder. I don't think Johnny Lunchpail over there knows the difference so the judge between and the voluntary lawyer, the manslaughter judge, the and judge, involuntary the manslaughter. The judge should, should explain to them the difference and make sure they know the difference, but shouldn't limit them. I'm going on too long with this, but <laughs> I just I find it interesting. I, I, that just the wait jury till you're does, charged with murder for uh, killing an unarmed black man there, Wackerly. You did just get a pistol. If, when. <laughs> so second degree murder is punishable by a sentence of fifteen years to life in prison. Hey, so uh, great. 15, if he gets if he gets convicted of that, sorry to interrupt, but he gets minimum of fifteen years in prison. Fifteen he, years. He won't get out of prison. Fifteen years. He won't get out of prison until what year is it? Two thousand ten. Two thousand twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, it's a long way away. So people. minimum of fifteen, possibly the life. Listen, Think about- listen up, Great Britain, because uh, we don't just give a slap on the wrist here. Think about like how cool the iPhone will be by then. <laughs> what version will be on? He's going to be so jealous. And they don't allow cell phones in prison, people, so he'll miss all of that. Just think about that when you're convicting him in your mind. Do you think you could smuggle an iPhone in your rectum? I guess the new one's pretty is smaller and a lot thinner. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. In, in 15 years, it's going to be such a small iPhone, you could probably fit three of them in there. More than that. Like the size of a BB. <laughs> um, voluntary manslaughter carries a sentence of 3 to 11 years. And involuntary manslaughter carries a sentence of 2 to 4 years. And we should add, 
he's been in jail for like a year waiting trials. So so if he got involuntary manslaughter, he could get just one more year in prison. He could just get one more year in prison than probation. Or possibly Or can't you get, I mean, can't your minimum sentence be partially probation? Can't you get like time off for good behavior? So he could get zero. He could just be like, you're going to be on probation for a year. He gets involuntary manslaughter. I don't think he's going to be spending much time. I mean, he, but he could, he could, he could feasibly get involuntary manslaughter. The judge could sit and correct me if I'm wrong, listening audience. Although you can't call in, but he could feasibly. The judge could say you get involuntary manslaughter, and you're going to spend your second year of minimum sentencing just on probation with a tether or something. Yeah, I mean a home arrest or something. Yeah, I mean that could possibly happen. So Meserly testified. And taking the witness stand last week, that he meant to shock Grant with a taser yes. while trying to handcuff him after a fight on the train. This is the main line the defense has taken. That but, it's he a, that accidentally, he but he accidentally drew and fired his pistol. His attorneys say such an act should be litigated in civil, not criminal courts. So they, Meaning they, the his family should be just suing for him for, ja- for, for damages. damages. Um, his attorneys are claiming this isn't even a criminal act, what took right. place. Um, what the uh, prosecutors are, are calling, they're calling the Taser story a fabrication. They said they saw a crime regardless of Mesley's explanation for shooting Grant. So if he intentionally shot Grant, well, then he committed murder or voluntary manslaughter. If the shooting was an accident, well, then he's guilty of involuntary manslaughter because of negligence and recklessness. So it's kind yeah. of like... I don't know if I believe this Taser story. You know, how could you not know... What you're holding is a taser. Well, they're both a they're both on the same side of your no. Your there's body. one on the right side, one on the left no, side. I don't... No, this is a big issue in the trial. They are both on the same side of his body, and the one was in a holster behind, and one was in. But a, a taser has a different feel to it. It's shaped like a, a pistol, gun. dude. This was this is one of these main one of the main points that they reported on is an ex. The prosecution brought a taser training expert out to say like that could never happen and the defense got the guy the expert to admit that I'd drawn my taser before on accident on accident several times and so the expert did it so once. no and, and, and he didn't and, shoot some dude in the back but and that was a major blow to the prosecution's case yes, cuz their their expert witness didn't contradict what the prosecution was saying but uh, didn't support it either I, I i don't know if i believe it though i think maybe messerly drew his gun because he thought oscar grant was going for a gun with his free hand you know even though he was pinned he was putting his gun underneath his body to maybe grab a gun out of his belt loop that's what messerly did messerly claim that 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 he thought he had a gun I mean, I don't even um, remember hearing that that's coming come, out. That's come out in the trial. I mean, that's, I don't know if he's said that, but it's come out in the trial, the defense lawyer saying, um, you, know, how, you know, presenting the, the, the notion that, like, you know, how, they had no way of knowing that Grant didn't have a gun in his belt. And the cops that were, that were there, including Measurely, they just come from another – uh, another you know, fight call the, or what, what, do you, what do you call it when they're called out to something an, an incident yeah at a different BART station where uh, the kid that they apprehended did have a loaded weapon in his pants you know urban youth in Oakland do tend to carry illicit firearms I mean they, they, I mean, they, 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 I think there's a greater chance am I am I, think, am I an urban youth in Oakland I'm saying there's a greater chance in certain areas of Oakland I don't that carry an urban my gun youth around will carry cops, a don't gun you versus me? not carrying a gun but this is what's interesting so there was a videotape that showed it, and people, like even um, even uh, Oscar Grant's friends that witnessed and witnesses there that were on the platform that saw it, testified that Meserly had this look of complete surprise on his face after it happened. 
Yeah, but the problem for the defense is that the video also shows him shooting the dude in the back. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but look, the video also shows that I'm surprised. Oh, uh, that's not so good. There's multiple videos that show multiple things, and like, I just don't, I really don't trust video. Yeah, I think I, it, I think it can be very, de- it can be deceptively reinforcing of like preconceived I think, notions. I think videos are subject to interpretation. I don't. I mean, it's but never, people people think it's, it's not like HD that people you're looking think at it's here. incontrovertible evidence. Even if it was HD, like film, can, I think I just think our brains are wired to be like. I mean, there's the whole saying: seeing is believing. But like our our visual, you know, system of processing information can make us think, convince us of things that maybe necessarily aren't true. And I, I just think it's I part think, of our whole makeup. And I think uh, prosecutors and attorneys can uh, you know, use that evidence mm-hmm. and manipulate it, mm-hmm. but what you see in the video. So people that were outraged by the video recorded shooting, and this is what jurors, I think, came to realize here, that, um, and, and the people that are watching the trial, historically, juries do not find police officers guilty of murder for line-of-duty killings. And I think that that's been like statistically proven out. I assume. Yeah, and I think that is an interesting point here because let's say, and 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 this is what I kind of like in this trial too. Let's say a cop was called to a traffic accident, was hauling ass down the street. You know, kid was crossing the street, listening to the iPod, and he nailed that kid and killed him. Mm -hmm. It's an accident. It's an accidental homicide. Remember, it's it's inv- it's manslaughter, accidental manslaughter. Right, the cop could have been like not following proper driving procedure. You know, I'm sure every police officer that drives in a squad car has driving procedures that they're supposed to follow. And, and- you know, the family could probably sue the city. Yeah, and definitely sue. You know, the for damages. But you're saying damages. it's not a it's not a criminal offense. And not, that's not what try- I'm wondering with uh, with Meserly. I mean, this was line of duty. Mm-hmm. he was doing his job. Mm-hmm. Not doing his job well. No, very I mean, poorly. I, think he should, I think he should learn the difference between a taser and a firearm. Right. One and kills just, you know, and one just stings really badly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it would be better, better off just kicking Oscar Grant in the head. Yeah, or maybe pulling a full on Rodney King. Out. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think... Uh, I think everybody... I mean, it would have been... A, it would, there would have been just as much of a ruckus, but, you know, Oscar Grant still would be alive, presumably. So, the the fact that uh, most juries historically do not tend to find police officers guilty for line of duty killings makes me want to open up a little wager <laughs> as to what might happen, Wackley. Yeah, you're a betting man. We're betting for uh, yes. I, I'm, I'm betting, a betting man. I, betting I think, man. Didn't we just bet on something recently? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I might have lost. But I'm saying we bet on the outcome. Of the Johannes Mesley trial. I was thinking maybe Fifth we should Jameson? bet on whether or not Oakland's going to burn, but I think Oakland's going to burn irregardless of the verdict yeah. here. You know, if there's who, second who degree murder, take... Oakland's going to burn. If there's a full acquittal, Oakland's really going to burn. It's going to burn. Yeah. Oakland's... Something's going to be on fire. Yeah, there's going to be a couple windows smash in, and something is going to be on fire. So I think we have a, you know, I think there's more of a, a better chance for, for, uh, for sport and betting here if we bet Which on the outcome of the trial. So there's four options we have to choose from. And we're we're not going to handicap them. It's just straight up. Like, straight pick up. One. You have to pick one. Secondary murder, voluntary manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, or full acquittal. And I want to reinforce that we're not betting on what we think is right. We're betting on what we think is going to happen. Yeah, not, I'm not betting on what I think should happen. I'm thinking I'm betting on what I think will happen. And remember that in so many of these trials, like – it goes the other way from what everybody predicts. Like nobody thought OJ was going to. No get off. one thought OJ was. Nobody get thought off. the uh, Rodney King cops were going to get off, and they did too. 
Yeah, and and there right there's a there's a line of duty. So people, are, the juries tend to be more lenient. It seems like no, it never happens the other way. Like everybody thinks somebody's going to get off, and he gets more than what. Uh, so, first, so I think human nature of the juries is to always go less, less. Yeah, over more. I mean, right. I, th- I think it's it's I think it's human nature, not to, unless the, like it was a flagrant crime of like you know child murder or uh, you know some hideous yeah, rape. They, they well, then it's like it okay, you're done. But it's like something like this: a line of duty killing. He's got a police officer here, and uh, it's not like he was killing a white guy. <laughs> You had to do that. I'm joking. Right? I'm joking. Get, I'm joking. Okay, all right. I, I take that back. I, re- I retract that statement. All right, let's define what we're betting for. I'm thinking 12 pack of MGD. Yeah, but we already bet that for the. Um... Oh, I guess we don't anymore. Do we? Can yeah, I drop that show. ruse that we bet a 12 pack for the best story? No, we, but yeah, we do have the winner or loser. Well, I thought it always is the care package for the listeners. Yeah, care package. We're trying to change the show. Mm-hmm. You, you want to you go, go for Jameson? That's what I want to go for. All right. We have a lot of booze in the studio, but that's not a problem for me. I will bet a fifth of Jameson. Let me see that hand. <laughs> Quit trying to give me the space ball <laughs> shake. God, that makes me feel so creepy. So I, I won by virtue of that. We just made a bet for a fifth of Jameson. I'm betting that, us, that uh, Johannes Meserly will get involuntary manslaughter. Interesting. The reason I'm thinking he's going to get involuntary manslaughter, they're going to say it was a line of duty killing, a mm-hmm. lawful act, right? but with criminal negligence. Here's my thing, though. Because of what I just said, that everybody's always surprised by these trials, these, these, like, fence, these ones that are on the fence. Like you said, it's not a child murderer or like a multiple prostitute killer. Or a serial killer. Like everybody yeah. always thinks, like, oh, we all know how this is going to end. And then always goes more lenient. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say acquittal. You're going to say full acquittal? And I'm not saying that's what I think should that's happen. That's a bold move, Wackerly. I'm just saying I think you're not in the courtroom. And like I don't want this to sound bad, but I've read in these court reports that the Oscar Grant supporters are doing things like like yelling out in the middle of court and yelling at the people on the stand as they're being questioned and the judge has to yell at them and jurors like seriously take that shit to heart like they get pissed off it just it's disturbing to everybody and most importantly it's disturbing to the jurors and i think they're going to go against you know oscar grant's dead but they're going to go for messerly because they're going to say like look you know i but they're annoyed by his witnesses and the the no i'm not saying just that but i'm saying that's a factor and i've seen episodes of martin I'm just saying the Cosby Show. <laughs> then I'm just saying, they but I'm just saying, those people I, I'm just, I'm pure, I'm making this thing purely just on these past cases where people just tend to get off. You're going to say full acquittal. It's human nature to have more sympathy for the guy in front of you that's on the stand than the disembodied notion of a person who got murdered or was beaten or whatever. So I'm going to qualify I'm once again for acquittal, here, And then I'm also betting on just massive Oakland burning. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's... I'm loading if, my gun that night. <laughs> yeah, Even though I live underneath the tunnel on the other side of the estuary. So I'm saying involuntary manslaughter. Wackley's saying full acquittal. And, and let me remind you people, this is what we think will happen, not what, not should, what should happen. Yeah. I'm not st- saying what I personally think will hap- should happen. But um, regardless of what does happen, regardless of this verdict, Oakland's going to burn. But it'll be interesting to see the outcome of this trial. So uh, I'll definitely be following it. And uh, next week, yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? The world will be watching because possibly, we informed the world. Possibly next Wednesday, Oakland will be on fire. So people, this is episode 230. 
three here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode 232. We had three stories. Listener one sent a story about a French Hannibal Lecter. Uh, listener two sent a story about Rage of the Macaque. And uh, listener three sent a story about the Jim Henson of fake pregnancy. Uh, listener three came, or listener two came in third with uh, 37 votes. Jim Henson fake pregnancy only got 48. And the French Hannibal Lecter won episode 232. With 114 really? votes. Yep. I love the paintbrush baby. I thought the paintbrush baby should have won. <laughs> That's incredible. I thought, it, you know. It's a paintbrush I, handle baby. It's creativity. I don't even think Jim Henson would have come up with that. No. No. Not as carry well, a not pillow as well as in dreams. your stomach that long. So convincing. <laughs> such epic. Such a, she's such an actor. Quite, quite the thespian. Yes. So, uh, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacken and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. And uh, uh, audience votes, and a winner gets a sick and wrong care package. Um, people, you can send your listener submissions to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com or via Facebook or even through the sick and wrong forum, which you can get to at sick and wrong podcast.com or off our main page. I don't know how I can stumble on that because we talk about that all the time. Every, every week, we do the same description of the show, and I always fuck it up. I know. How, how, how can that possibly be? Uh, we do the same thing every fucking week. Yes, we do. Don't and remind, I stumble on don't, it. Don't let people in on the secret. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, people, um, we have some great stories here for uh, episode 233. It was difficult to pare it down and choose three, but we managed to do that. And uh, you're going to be in luck. They're going to be a lot funnier than the intro that we just did. <laughs> That intro was informative. It was like listening to PBS. You're entertained yet bored at the same time. Yeah, it's almost like Sick and Wrong was kind of verging into like NPR territory. Yes. Well, before we get to the articles here for episode 233, here's a quick word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. Wackerly, I believe I started last week. So why don't you kick off episode 233 uh, with your story? It's not my story. It's from Howard from Blythe, California. He says... Where's Blythe? It's in between Flagstaff and Los Angeles. It's oh, the middle okay. of nowhere. There's places to eat. Oh, is that Central Valley? There's a Bill Naps. No, it's like South Central. It's like above the Mojave. It's a weird spot. It's called like the Golden Hills or something like Bill that. Bill Naps. Yeah. It's like the whole town is one giant Bill Naps. <laughs> the home of Bill Naps. 
I don't know why they call it Blythe and not just Bill Knapp. Bill Knapp sounds like a sex move. Like, I just gave that bitch a Bill Knapp. It's like, what's that? What is that? Involves some ham and some eggs. <laughs> and some gray hairs <laughs> and eating dinner at 4.30 p.m. <laughs> Pretty much. I took her to dinner at 4.30, then I banged her with a roll on her face. It's <laughs> the worst bland food. I took a nap. <laughs> that's, what, that's how they do it in the Bill Knapps. Gave her Bill Knapp. Anyways, this guy from Bill Knapp, California. <laughs> he says, this guy tried to give her a hand, but she really needed a leg. Ooh. Yes. Um, a guy from Quebec, which I think you call a Quebecois. Quebec. Quebecois. He was a jeweler. Roger Saulnier. He was walking his dog near the train station in Jean-Claire shortly after midnight on Sunday. Which is a normal time to be walking your dog in French Canada. Hey, after midnight? After midnight night. on a Sunday night, past the train station, like, oh, come on, Pierre. Or what would you name your dog if you were they French? Jacques say, Cousteau, the dog. They always say French is a language of love. I think it's more the language of the sex offender. <laughs> it's a language cool. of being Why else are you walking super your dog drunk after on wine midnight? Yeah. on a Sunday. Drunk on wine, no pants, walking your dog. Doesn't sound too bad. I'm into that. When he said he heard, uh, so he's walking his dog on Sunday night. He said he heard someone scream about a woman who had fallen beneath a train. Ooh. He said he ran to the scene and saw a woman with both her legs severed at the thigh. Wow. So she's already in super bad shape. There's been blood just spraying out. Like yeah. Like Evil Dead 2 or something. Pulsing with the heartbeat, as it were. Witnesses saw Total the- Total boner killer. Witnesses saw the young woman and a young man trying to hop into a freight train just past midnight. Saguenay police spokesman Bruno Cormier said. I'm glad I know how to pronounce that. Yeah, you do such a convincing French accent. (laughs) I mean, I seriously thought for a second I was in French Canada. There's tons of people in Quebec just on a Sunday night after midnight hanging out around the train station and the freight trains because there are witnesses. My question, are these hobos? Like, were these hobos that were trying to jump this train? Did they have bindles? Well, they call them sort of... I don't know what they call them. Were they Maybe wearing vagrants? like shoddy threadbare coats? Do they was, have a hat with a top cut off? They like call, a top I mean, they're hat? calling her... A, uh, I guess they're calling her a woman, but I'm sort of more imagined... I think she's like a crust punk. I'm picturing a crusty punk hobo. Yeah. And, and you notice the dude's long gone. Who Wait, else jumps freight trains? Witnesses saw this woman with a man, and like, there's no other mention of the man, which means he got in the train and was like, later, bitch, sorry about your legs. <laughs> Except he gonna, said it in French. You're not going to run after and catch me. No. So. <laughs> I was tired of that pussy anyway. See ya. Don't want to be was crusty. Yeah. The woman was reportedly uh, hopping, oh, sorry, hoping <laughs> to spend <laughs> Sunday night under the stars with her boyfriend, former boyfriend, as they jumped onto a slow-moving freight train in the area northeast of Quebec City. Saulnier, the jeweler, I don't know if he's a Jew, so I don't know why I said it like that. Saul, that's why. I'm getting confused by this. His name is Saulnier. I'm, I'm, thinking, not, I'm thinking that's just a French guy. I okay. Don't, I don't know. If... But he's a jeweler. Yeah, yeah, okay, now there's a stereotypical Jewish Maybe profession. Maybe he's not a diamond so, merchant. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, this guy, he said he has no first aid training and acted on instinct alone. I acted very fast. I didn't look at it. I just said that the blood has to stop. Saulnier said he first tried to push the gushing arteries back into ah. the woman's leg. That's what I would do. Just like, oh, that's gross. Get, so, it, get know, inside there where I can't see it. A train probably doesn't give a very clean, like, surgically precise cut. I imagine there must have just been veins sticking everywhere. Gristle. Blood just spraying. Gristle. A little gristle. 
fatty tissue. And so what was he going to do? Sort of like he a French meal. To jam it back in the leg. Where was yeah. he going to go? Well, hopefully back in the leg. I'm saying I would have done the same thing. I would not. However, what would you? Well, let's. I'll <laughs> well, tell you we'll what. Get to that. I'll tell you what he did, and let's see if you would have been this smart. When that didn't work, he managed to grab the artery in one leg. How would you even know? What's which one's the artery? I guess the one the blood is coming out of. Not the blue Everything's one. Spraying Everything's blood. Blood, spraying blood and red and sticky. Yeah, but you're acting like he's trying to hotwire a car. It's not the same he thing. He says he knew which one the artery was. He grabbed the artery in one leg and tied it into a tight knot. <laughs> the blood, she finally stopped. He said as his galois smoked out of his underhanded grip. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, his beret shifted to the side. I wrote that part. <laughs> I'm just adding some color to the article. He grabbed a nearby plastic bag to fashion a tourniquet around the other leg, which brings up an important point. Plastic bags are banned in the city of San Francisco. So what the fuck are you going to do when the macho man runs wild on you and you find a woman with her legs sawn off? You're not going to be able to find a plastic bag because fucking Gavin Newsom and the Board of Supervisors have said, oh, plastic bags are bad for the environment. And this woman is going to die. It's a good point. You can't make a tourniquet with a brown paper bag. You cannot. You <laughs> can soak. Right you can through. soak up the blood with it. Yeah, but you can't make a tourniquet. You can make a little hat. Yeah, but you can't make a tourniquet. You can make a baby's, uh, you know, uh, nappy with a brown butt paper bag. Yeah, they do that all the time in the ghetto. <laughs> Solnier said Punch that his legs through it. Listen to this. Solnier said that his fingers are extremely nimble thanks to the delicate work he does as a jeweler. Saulnier stayed calm until the ar- arrival of medical help because he was drunk as fucking burgundy. After the medical help arrived, he flipped the fuck out because he was treated for shock. He's still <laughs> unable to sleep. Julie Seneca, a spokeswoman for CN Rail. I don't know how to say CN, the letters in French. Sign, isn't it? Sen? Sen. No, it's the letters CN. I have no idea. <laughs> Canadian National Rail. I don't fucking know anything about France. Not the, not the name of the river or whatever the fuck. But she says that people can be fined as much as $144. No mention if that's Canadian dollars or American dollars or Australian dollars. But they can be fined as much as $144 for trespassing on Canadian National Railroad property. So what is she saying? That the, the girl who got her legs chopped off on the train is going to get a ticket? Uh, apparently just, you, you know, the... Price I'm just your, rubbing salt on the yeah, wound here. Your legs are payment enough because police have said that the woman injured in the accident will not be charged. Do you think she'll get Plus, her legs back? Plus, she's a crust punk. She doesn't have any fucking money. Dude, the only person now I got that- a, I got a paper clip and a button and a picture of J.D. Salinger. <laughs> Great <laughs> job, crust punk. The only person who's going to have sex with her now is Paul McCartney. Mm. Poor girl. She lost both her legs. Oh, yeah. He likes just a, she's a gotta single go, amputee. She's got to go for a Ringo at this point. <laughs> So, you know, Wackily, do you think you would have acted the same, given the circumstance? I wouldn't just walk on by, as the song goes. No, I would have called. I would have, you know, pulled out my phone. I would have dragged her away from the tracks, and then barfed, and then called 911. Could you have actually reached into her leg and just jammed her arteries back in there? No, I wouldn't even even presume. I would would assume that if I even touched her legs, I would have made it worse. So on the sick and wrong star scale... You know, it's not sick or wrong what this man did. It's heroic. No, but she but, was mangled by a train, as happened fact, actually in San Francisco just this evening. Yeah, someone was hit by we the We don't car. have any details, or that would have been a story. But the fact 
that someone came upon someone whose legs were severed and he tied up their he artery. He didn't come on her face, dude. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> I'm giving that a 4.5. Oh, this is how we do the rescue in France. Oh, skeet, skeet. <laughs> Some got in your nose. What'd you give it? 4.5. 4. <laughs> I'm just giving it a 4. It's not that great. Yeah, I don't know. He did tie her artery in a knot. I just like how he's this... You know what he's like? What's the bad dude from Heroes when it used to be good? Siler. He's like Siler. Siler had the clock-making skills, and that's why he could sort of become anybody. It didn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) And this guy's like, he's a jeweler, so he can, like, you know, do heart surgery. Where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, maybe that's, like, his, like, mutant ability. Yeah. So uh, the second story here for episode 233 came in from Dr. Jazz. Dr. Jazz? Coolest doctor ever. I didn't know that dude from American Gladiators went on to become a doctor. Yeah, no, he did, actually. Or is it the Transformer? (laughs) (laughs) It's not the Transformers guy from American Gladiators. That guy's a fake thing. That's not a fictional character. But the guy from American Gladiators is real. He says, this story is definitely worth a mention. You Yanks know how to treat your seniors. When you open this page... Look deep into this granny's eyes, D. You know she means business. Mm-hmm. Does he mean it's business time? I think that's what he means. Because I don't usually have business time with uh, women over 80. But, but then sometimes. You, but then you saw the picture? Yeah, and I was thinking. Did you get into the snapping business. turtle club while I was gone? <laughs> you know, it was, it was, I jerked off to Helen Mirren. Sorry, Wackerly. Hey, we've all done that. <laughs> yeah, she's hot. She was on Daily Show. Did you hey, see those pictures for tits? Yeah, no, she's got she's got a great ride. I mean, just this past week or maybe last week. Wait, like naked tits? Yeah, she's in the bathtub. No, I haven't seen that. She's doing apparently she's doing a movie where she's a madam. Actually, this is such a good topic, and you might cut it out, but next time, she's doing a movie where she's a madam of a Nevada brothel. So like the like New the York, lady that we interviewed, the New York Observer. Or I don't think it was. It wasn't the Post, and it wasn't the New Yorker. I think it was the New York Observer. Wrote a big bio article of her and took a, like five or six pictures of her in the bathtub with her jugs totally sticking out. You totally have that bookmark, don't you? I've got a brain mark. <laughs> we'll be looking at it right after we read the show. He goes, given the fact that she was on oxygen, a taser might not be the most sensible thing to use. I'd suggest in the future, when confronted by grannies like this. A beanbag bullet is appropriate. Right to the throat. <laughs> God, we've got so much to learn about law, law enforcement here in the UK. You really do. Yes, you do. Number one, get some firearms. One of these days you guys are going to get fed up with these chavs and like put some serious hurt on them. Yeah, no. That's, uh, do you, are bobbies allowed to carry tasers? I don't know if they have tasers. They do have guns that stay in the car. Okay, and they have like, shotguns in the car. Once you take it out of the car, it's you know a massive international incident, and you have to like really go through a lot of shit, so they don't do it often. But they, they don't carry pistols. No. Yeah. Uh, maybe after this, they will. They're sort of like, uh, you know, the whole country of England, uh, the UK, is, is policed by what in America would be a mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they ride around on segways, but pretty much. Pretty much they do. Oklahoma granny gets shocked by a taser, ensues the El Reno police. A police officer is here being sued for using a taser to subdue a disabled grandmother, 86 years old at the time, 
in her hospital bed in her apartment. <laughs> okay, that's excessive. All right, is this Oklahoma or is this Oakland? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to sound too on the side of cops with whatever they do, but that seems excessive. So, if you're on that jury, would you be like, "That was voluntary, <laughs> first degree grandma abuse"? <laughs> yes, I think I would. Her grandson pleaded with officers, "Don't tase my granny." Now, is this like a? Is this like a Ron Howard? In the era of, you know, the Andy Griffith show, grandson, like, please, officer, like a little redheaded, no, like a little toe-headed, freckled no, kid. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is like a 42-year-old, fat, uh, unemployed man. Not as good of a story. No, but he's still yelling, don't tase my granny, which I think is a way better catchphrase than don't tase me, bro. Yeah, it is. Don't tase my granny. <laughs> uh, she and her grandson, Lonnie D. Tinsley, you know... Anyone named Lonnie probably doesn't have a job. I have an uncle named Lonnie. Dude, is he unemployed? He's employed. I'm surprised. Bus, <laughs> bus driver? Plumber? He's a physical therapist. I'm, I'm really surprised with that. Yeah. Good. Don't diss my uncle, bitch. <laughs> so, uh, um, Lona Varner, 87 years old, and her grandson, Lonnie D. Tinsley, are suing the city of El Reno, Officers Thomas Duran, Officer Frank Tinga, and Officer Joseph Sandberg uh, for... Uh, uh, for uh, just being dicks, abuse. basically. <laughs> no, for abuse. Like, what the abusing fuck, dude? You're a dick. Against, uh, against his grandmother. I don't actually see the the official charge here. Tasing I'll get a, to it in a second. So police have admitted using a taser to incapacitate who they claim as a suicidal woman. Officer Duran wrote in a police report that uh, Varner pulled a kitchen knife from under her pillow and threatened to kill him. He says, "I tried talking to Varner and calm her down." But nothing would work. You know, Wankley, They're claiming she was suicidal. Well, Wankley, when disabled, octogenarians threaten to kill you, you take that threat seriously. But you, didn't you just say they, they're claiming that she was suicidal? Well, the reason they're claiming she was suicidal is because her grandson called 911 for a paramedic to check on her. So they, they reasonably could, have, could say that they tased her because they thought she was going to stab herself. Kill herself, yeah. But she was... Might have been the best thing to do. But they, says that she t- they said that she's... She took a more aggressive posture on the bed when officers arrived. Um, they, she claimed that, or they, the officers claimed that um, she held the knife in front of her, said, if you come any closer, you're getting the knife. And then did she push that button on her bed and like incline and her back and as the knife up. slowly got closer to them? <laughs> that is I'm, frightening, I admit. That's what I'm saying. What's an aggressive posture for a granny? Her posture's pretty bad. Like like I said, she has osteoporosis. She like, yeah, like press the button and she, she, uh, incline the bed. She, she, she can tilted her dead. head up one degree from the <laughs> parallel to the floor, which is normally... You know, and then you can spine. reach under and remove the bedpan. She's yeah. disabled here. Yeah. She's not getting out of bed. That would have been... What if she like would have taken the bedpan and just thrown the contents at him? That would have been scary. They would have pulled out their gun and just shot her then. Well, that's probably. what I would do, too. Um, I guess her grandson called 911 for a paramedic to check on her. I guess the grandmother kept yelling, she says her life is over. She wants to end it. She's taking medicine. I don't know what she's taking. I can't get her to tell me what she took. She's upset with everything. Mm. Varner had a series of health problems, including strokes. She used an oxygen machine. Uh, she could only see out of one eye. Uh-huh. But yet, police officers thought she was lethal enough to um, use a taser to subdue her. Well, you never know. Uh, the lawsuit alleges as many as 10 police officers pushed their way into the apartment after the grandson called 911. The police first stepped on her oxygen hose until she began to suffer <laughs> oxygen deprivation. 
Then they fired a taser at her, striking her with only one prong. They then fired a second taser, striking her to the right and left of the midline of the upper chest and applied high voltage, burning her chest, causing extreme pain, and making her pass out. They then grabbed the uh, granny by her forearms, jerked her hands together, causing her soft flesh to tear. Granny flesh is soft. It's like a tissue. It's like wet tissue. Yeah, it's like wet tissue. And then they handcuffed her. Does this sound excessive to you, Ankerly? A little bit, yeah. You know, now, if she was a black granny, like on Esther. Stop. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, why do you feel cops would need to do this? Uh, like I said, my only defense of them is that they thought she was going to harm herself. But then, you know, they're tearing her flesh and shocking her twice and twisting her around by her arms. That just seems like. You want to know why I think she did this? They why? did this to her? Because this woman was a lethal killer. <laughs> and the reason I feel, here's my contention, the reason I feel she was a lethal killer is because she was yelling at the officers the whole time, if you try and get this knife, I will stab you and kill you. I killed four Japs in World War II and would not bat an eye on twisting your neck. Really? Yeah. She's deluded. No. She was a v- civilian volunteer on hospital ships in the Pacific during World War Two, how did she kill a Jap from being a nurse on a hospital ship? No one knows. She didn't. But the fact that she's, she's delusional. She did. You know the fact that she's saying she did. Who knows what? what the, how many? How many ladies volunteered to be in World War Two on these ships? Tons. Not. They did not. They stayed at home. They made weapons. Where do you think the nurses on these ships came from? She was a civilian. They were drafted. Doesn't say she's a nurse. I think she is a badass ton- granny. You're you're an idiot. No, yeah. <laughs> there are tons of nurses on these hospital ships. Nurses and yes. women women weren't drafted, so that's all she's saying. She was a nurse, or worked in the kitchen, or you know, was or a toilet was an scrubber. Assassin. Do you a understand Navy that? Seal? A, you understand that a ship is out in the ocean, and all the Japs are on the island, yeah. except for the ones in other boats. And they get if they die, they die because they get the shit shelled out of them. Police officer said, or a torpedo. They, uh, an old lady, or I guess back then, a young volunteer lady doesn't swim over to their boat and like slit their throat. Wackily, didn't you watch the Pacific? Wackily, you know, you know, I, I actually haven't seen that show. But Wackily, <laughs> you were totally walking. You would be deceived by her actions. You'd be. I'd be the one who. The last thing I saw was this. 30-year-old or 25-year-old American lass with weird bun hair <laughs> just come up slitting my throat. Next thing you know, yeah. It's How did like, I become Japanese in this scenario? I don't know, and I don't like it. Duran here, the other the officer claimed, Varner the told other me she was going to kill every officer that was in her apartment when she got out. Mm. Varner said that she was going to snap my neck like a twig, just like she did to all them Japs during World War II. This woman killed. No grandmother says speaks words like that. Really? How many? When was the last time you heard rhetoric from your from your grandmother like they're, this? They're all dead. Okay, but I'm saying back in the day, did your grandmother? <laughs> my grandmother used to say, "I I made some cookies for you, my fine know, little." Man. My grandma used to talk about my, uh, come here, bubby. colored people come here, were bubby. like sucked, and, uh, and you'd be that. like Shane, I put them, and she'd touch my face. She didn't talk about snapping the necks of Japanese people. Uh. This woman was lethal. You don't want to hear what my great-grandma thought about juice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the grandson claimed that she didn't say anything like that at all in the apartment. He did recall that she said things all the time about having killed Japanese people. <laughs> but, the, you know, she she's not serious about it. Well. I don't know. Who's to say? Don't let, your, don't let your grandma's mouth write checks or... Her eighty-seven-year-old butt can't cash. Can cash. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm willing to um, side with the uh, the grandson and the grand grandmother here. She's still and alive. Is this true? She's still alive. She's in the hospital. She's going to recover from this. Well, she'll probably just die of natural causes before she recovers from anything. Well, all I have to say is those police officers better watch out when she gets out. Grandmother's Seriously. revenge. Granny law. Granny law. No, I think this has to make a good horror flick. That's Granny from, law. That's from that. Uh, that NASCAR movie with Will Ferrell. Remember uh, the, uh, the Mighty Boosh episode with the Nanas? Yeah, Nanageddon. Nanageddon. It's going to be Nanageddon in this Oklahoma town. Oh, man. That guy's got a, the shit storm coming. I think for tasering a grandmother, I'm going to have to give that five stars. You do not taser a disabled woman in a bed. I don't care if she's a lethal assassin. He did. I know. I'm you giving say five you don't, but he did. I'm five. giving a five. Five I mean, for sure. You just don't do that. Yes. It's, it's someone's grandmother. I bet she she ripped a fucking nasty grandma fart too. <laughs> as it happened. It must have smelled awful. It must have smelled horrible. Burning granny. All right. The third story here was sent in by Randall. He says, "Hey D, how old are you? Thirty-seven. Figures. Keep it sick. <laughs> keep it wrong. Oh, is that true? Yeah. No, actually, I'm forty-seven. 35. Right." I'm 35, god damn it. Really? 37. When's your birthday? The reason he says 37 <laughs> is because a 37-year-old man is being charged with bestiality. And uh, Covington, where's Covington? Is it Ohio? I, I mean, I think there's like a million Covingtons around the world. It's, an, uh, it's, a, it's like an English town name. Yeah, this, is a, this happened in America, though. I'm sure, Actually, there's, no, I'm sure there's one in Pennsylvania, Ohio. I think this is, you know, my bad. This was Pennsylvania. This is Pennsylvania. Yes. So officers from the Covington Police Department um, responded to a call where a 37-year-old man was charged with bestiality after witnesses allegedly saw him having sex with not one horse, but three horses. A menage a <laughs> what I find great about this is several witnesses saw him do this. Wouldn't you love to be up late at night? You know, this is uh, actually this is nine in the morning when they saw him. That's too late for me. <laughs> yeah, but you're up all night. You're hanging out, smoking weed. You know, it's a party with your friends. You just yeah. see some dude come next crystal. door and just start fucking the shit out of a horse. Epic. I, but that's a story you could tell for generations to come. Bust out the camera. Bust out the video camera. YouTube. YouTube material. So officers from the Covington Police Department here were called at home. When they arrived, they met with the homeowner who was walking Brian Christopher Jordan toward the patrol car. So there's a citizen's arrest took place here. Really? Well, Somebody intervened? The homeowner. He was like, you're fucking my the horse. The horse owner? Yeah, the horse oh, owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they spoke with the homeowner, they learned he had witnessed Jordan having sex with one of his horses. I never understand this. You mean the fact that the guy's having sex no, with no, one no, of the horses? No, no, we, no. We've gone over that. I don't understand that. But uh, the mechanics. Like, horses' vaginas are, like, at the level of your chest. That's what a stepping stool's for. You say you have to bring a stepladder? No, I think they probably have one in the stable. <laughs> How do you comb the horse? Don't you, like, comb the horse? Uh, my arm reaches higher than my cock. <laughs> I don't know about you. Maybe this is a very tall man. <laughs> you never know. I bet you... When was the last time you saw a horse? I bet you Kobe Bryant could probably fuck a horse without saying on Kobe Bryant's not the tallest of the basketball players. Or Patrick Ewing. Yao Ming. Patrick Ewing kind of looks like a horse. 
Are you going to fuck him? <laughs> no, I'm saying I don't think it would be bestiality. All right, you want to fuck Patrick Ewing? That's your business. Jordan was wearing only pajama bottoms, which are extremely Michael dirty. Jordan? <laughs> this story has nothing to do with the NBA. I just don't know how he gets his dick into that horse's vagina unless he has some type of a harness or stilts. I'm thinking stepping stool. It just seems very wobbly. I can't really get into it. I can't like yeah. get my thrust on. So you're just saying the logistics. I just want, I believe he did it, but I wonder how he does it. That's all I'm saying. You get, I think or it, do you climb up? Do you like grab the the mane, the the ass hair or something, and you sort of just your feet aren't even touching the ground? And you're just hanging there. <laughs> no, like full on Lone Ranger style. Is that how the Lone Ranger fucked Silver? I don't know. Why do you say that? <laughs> That's how Lone Ranger mounted Silver, yes. <laughs> That's how he got on him. I just you know, I don't know. Somebody I, tell I, me. Somebody I, I have no me. idea. One of our fans who uh, fucked a horse before, probably write in or call me in and let us it. know. Yeah. Um, Jordan was wearing only pajama bottoms, which were extremely dirty and had the front fly opened. He also reportedly had a strong odor about his person. Oh, he's been near a horse's asshole for a couple minutes at least. See, that's why he needs Axe body spray, because it covers yeah. over the horse fucking smell. <laughs> and that's what it's there for. Yeah. So officers spoke with neighbors who had witnessed Jordan having sex with one horse, walk away from that one, smoke a cigarette, then go to a second horse and have sex with that one before moving on to a third horse. He's like the Goldilocks of horse fucking. Dude, he's like the John Holmes of bestiality. This one is too cold. <laughs> this one is too warm. This one's just right. Oh, that Dude. horse is dead. That's what I said, just right. Like it, like it. Dude, he's the John Holmes of bestiality. That's some major stamina. So a normal think, man would have blown his load and been like, all right, I'm done. Oh, so you're assuming he, he's given each horse a good rogering and then moving on to the next one, like satisfying each horse. I think he's, yeah, I think he's multi-orgasmic. Horsecock Johnson here. Wow. Mm -hmm. Or Horsecock Jordan. I'm impressed. Uh, but what's great about this is the witnesses notified the owner after he began having sex with the third horse. The owner ended up uh, finding him and then had to actually physically pull him off the third <laughs> horse. So that was like a little bit of coitus interruptus going on there. But after you so does that really horses, count? I mean, who cares? Does the third horse it really counts. count? It you, counts. Okay, Did it, the horse get off? Did the horse come? You know, they didn't ask the horse. Um, there's no um, quote here mm -hmm. from the horse. I imagine there might have been like a very enthusiastic neigh. Yeah. But um, yeah, we don't really know that. But I These are all female horses, right? Also, not, not uh, clarified here. I don't think it's very easy to fuck a male horse in the butthole. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, but you'd, you'd have face. to stand even higher. Well, I just think it'll kick you in the face. Or yeah, the nuts. I, Shaquille O'Neal could do that. Maybe. Maybe Shaquille. So what's interesting to me, you're, you're, you're throwing me off my point here, Wackley. Sorry. Why wait till the third horse to call the owner? Laughs. So they're doing it for the lulls? I don't even, wouldn't even call them after three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if he was like, like stabbing the horse in the back or, you know, like eviscerating it, then I would call immediately. But the horse isn't having that bad. So he's time. just getting his jollies off. You're like, this is cool. It's not hurting the horse. If you, if you like, think about it this way, have you seen a horse cock? It's like four feet long. Yeah, but he was getting fucked by the horse. No, but I'm just saying these female horses are are built to be fucked by a four foot long horse cock. So they probably couldn't even feel this. And some dude has his little, you know, five inch dick in it. Like that horse doesn't care. 
It's not, it's not harming it in any way. <laughs> you think this is just fun for the horse? I don't think it's fun. I don't think they got the clap. I don't think they know. I don't think you can transfer human clap to horses. I think horses have their own range of VDs, and they just don't have to worry about it. I beg to differ on that. Yeah? You think you gave the horses horse aids? I think you gave the horses something. I think they're going to have to have that rape kit. I bet you, you the, guy, you, I bet you you the owner impreg- had to pull out the rape kit here. You think he impregnated one and the horse is going to have some weird mutant horse with a fucking human head? <laughs> that birth- would be disgusting. Yeah, Let's gonna, just murder that when He's going to give out. birth to Sarah Jessica Parker. It's going to be horrible. I, they're going to make another Sex in the City movie now? <laughs> yeah, that is the, horrible. With, with this horse spawn. <laughs> so witnesses said that they figured if they called 911... Dispatch operators would just think it was a prank and wouldn't do anything about it. That's a pretty good excuse. It's a great rationale. Because really they were just laughing their asses and off. And they were high as a motherfucker, yeah. thinking oh. that they were imagining how great this was. It's a pretty good excuse do for Do people in Vice Magazine live for this kind of thing? I live for it. Yeah, and I hate Vice Magazine. Uh, Jordan was charged with giving a false name to an officer and bestiality. If convicted, uh, he could be sentenced between one and five years of confinement. Five years? Oh. Well, so it could be like... Crazy nut hatch. So if you're on five that years ju- in prison for fucking a couple horses, that seems exciting. If you're on that jury, Wankley, would you convict? No. <laughs> You'd be like, nah, you're dizzy. I'd be like, the you horse would- was having fun. No, no, his I'd cock's be like- only this big, and a horse cock is this big. The Wackerly horse cock <laughs> the defense. Of ju- the rest of jury, <laughs> the rest of the jury would want to like convict him. I'd be like, nope. Look at this. This big versus this big. That's all I'd say every day. I'd be like. Give me my $7, bitch. I'll be back tomorrow with my point. So normally for a bestiality article, I'd automatically give it four stars. Cause it's just kind of disgusting when a man fucks an animal. Mm-hmm. But this guy not only fucked one horse. Yeah. Not only two. Right. Three horses. And then had to get pulled off the horse after the owner came in. I'm going to give it a 4.5. That's pretty funny that the owner yelled at the guy, obviously, saying like, What are you doing? And then I had to pull off, Shut up. off my horse. <laughs> I almost got this one to have an orgasm, too. It's my record. Three horse <laughs> orgasms in one night. You're not stopping me. And then he pulled him off, and he's like, I'm in a row. It just ruined it. 4.5 stars. All right. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 233. Well, actually, we're, we're nearing the end. Third portion of the show, phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846, and listener emails to sickandwrongpodcast at com. Before we get to that, how about another word from our sponsor, adamneve.com. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. Well, we got a few phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, let's play call number one. Hey, you fucktard. What's up? This is, uh, we'll just say K from California. Anyway, you got monkey ass or your asshole is just, whatever. It's, it's killing you. You maybe eat too much Mex food, suck down a bunch of jalapenos or whatever. But we call it... Did he call it monkey ass? Yeah. Monkey Bur- ass. Burning asshole, I guess. I've never heard that term. No. 
when it's not your ass, but it's like your taint right underneath your balls. You don't walk around too much. You're not wearing tidy whities but your shit's like hanging low. I got a little buildup, or don't get me wrong. I took a shower in the morning, but I don't know, dude. Anyway, I call it taint torture because it shit fucking hurts, and you gotta walk funny after a while, at least when you get home, because you can't do that shit in public. All right, brother man, uh, keep it sick, keep it wrong. See ya. God, I feel sorry for that man's girlfriend. <laughs> he has a chafed taint. Yeah, which I don't understand. Is it a chafed taint because he shaves his taint and it's rubbing against his his underwear or his jeans? <laughs> that's happened before to me before. Your jeans are too tight. My jeans don't touch my taint. But you have how skin tight are your jeans? My jeans are tight. You got you don't want to have your, like they're, like they're like wrapped right around your taint. I mean, how do your balls even survive? That's because you are old man jeans from J.C. Penney's that look like you have a load in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have to wear get tight my jeans. jeans. <laughs> they're supposed to be tight enough that they're touching like every part of my crotch. Yeah, it's form-fitting jeans. No, and if I did wear those jeans, I'd use uh, I'd use baby powder. Well, that's what he should be using anyway. But I, I think I think maybe he has too much hair down there, and it's all tangled up and in, in creating a frictional environment. But do you think the? I thought the hair was supposed to be a buffer between the taint and the cloth. Well, like I said, my cloth is not touching my shit. I'm thinking what he has is some horrible uh, jock itch bacteria action going on down there. I think there maybe is an infestation of some bacterial type. You know what? Actually, all right, this is he might need, he might need to go beyond baby powder and start using some type of a Vaseline type product. I'm thinking. Or an ointment. I'm thinking he wipes back to front. Think about it. Back to front, causing the feces... That's crap. Causing the feces to become embedded within the taint region, thus causing an irritation, thus causing the itching. But if he was wiping front to back, wouldn't he then just have an upper ass crack type of irritation? Yeah, but there's not... Okay, when you wipe front to back like a normal person... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you you don't have as much area to wipe the feces. It just kind of goes up a little bit. Never really thought about it. Yeah. I'm, I do, I do wipe to front. front to back, though. I, I do want to make that clear. You know, this is almost a My Two Cents segment. But uh, if, I, if I'm, if i you know, I, I, I didn't cue the theme music. No. But if I was going to give my two cents to this guy, I would say invest in baby powder. Wipe right. And wipe properly. Yeah. That's and and if it's a big enough problem, then invest in, in some Vaseline jelly. That might, Put that shit down there. Yeah, actually, you know, maybe that would work. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe a nice pair of bicycle friction. shorts. Yeah, bicycle shorts. Or maybe just go sweatpants, buddy. Yeah. Sweatpants. Or maybe just not walk around so much. You're walking around too much. That's your problem. Yeah, you know, you, that's what I think that's what he needs to do. He just needs sit to... at his computer all day and just don't walk around. Or on a rascal. <laughs> a little motorized cart where you yeah. can sort of keep your, you know, your legs spread. And just get to your daily business that way. Yeah, and then you'd never really need to, to walk around. But then he probably wouldn't have a girlfriend anymore because he'd weigh like 500 pounds. True. All right, well, what's call number two? Hey, what's going on? Sticking around. Um, long time listener. I'm making my way through. I'm about a year out. Uh, so I catch up to you guys in uh, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. I don't know. It's hard to listen to a lot of your stuff because it kind of the fuzz Anyway, I have a question for you guys. 
Wait a second. He said it's hard to listen to your stuff because of blah 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 blah. blah. Did you think I understood that? Yeah, no, I was just wondering. Did you understand no. the reason? There's some reason why it's hard to listen to our stuff, and I can think of a million reasons. Yeah, I, I can think I of a million reasons. I'm, I'm wondering what his main reason is. I do think it's funny when people are so anal that they they have to listen to them all in order. Yeah, and I don't really like. Why get doesn't that. you start listening to the most recent one? Yeah, and then just continue from there. Or every once in a while, I'll go back and listen to an old one and catch up. But like, he's not going to listen to any of the new ones until he gets through all the old stuff. Yeah, that's far too anal to listen yeah. to second round. This isn't the wi- too restricted. <laughs> this isn't the wire. <laughs> this isn't the Sopranos. We usually don't have a cliffhanger after every episode. No. There's no prior knowledge you need to have to like really enjoy the show. Yeah, I mean, we don't even remember what happened last week. <laughs> Barely. I don't even remember what happened at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm not going to say my name, but I go by IJAB Heroes on the uh, forum, and I'm a lurker, so I've only posted once. Good luck with that. Um, so the best thing in the world for me is jacking off looking at Red Tube, right? Like, that's, that's pretty good. Most Maybe not the like best that. thing in the world, but, like, then you let up this big fart. Is that, like, not the best thing in the world where you're, like, just jerking off and also you, like, fart? It just feels really good. I don't know. Sorry. Kind of fucked up. But I don't even play on air. Anyway, as everybody says, keep it sick and keep it wrong. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you know, I'm really envious of this individual. His ability to jack off and fart at the same time? No, I'm, I'm, I'm envious because this man is a self-actualized human being. He's achieved what he wants to achieve in life. He's, his goals have been met. He's a happy, content person. I mean, I look at myself and I'm like, you know, I'm not wealthy beyond my belief, you know, beyond my imagination. You're not satisfied. I, I'm not satisfied with what I have right now. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm content in any way, yet this guy is like, Best thing in the world for me is jacking off the red tube and just letting out a huge fart. <laughs> but at the same time, is he disappointed when he jacks off and he can't muster a fart? Well, it, best thing in the world is red tube, so I think he's probably like, well, maybe next time. Yeah. You know, I, I just wish my level of contentment could be right at the jacking off a red tube and farting level. Well, when you when you think about it like this, like it's a Friday night, I'm gonna go get some Taco Bell. That's good. You eat the Taco Bell, that's fun. Then you fire up Red Tube, then you jack off and you fart. That's a pretty good night. No, I, I just and maybe wish... you can muster multiple jack off farting experiences in one night. That's good. I just wish that could be my best thing in the world. Is this the Buddha? I, I think this is this, this guy's achieved nirvana. He is yeah. a self-actualized, completely fulfilled human being. Congratulations, Mazel Tov to you, good sir. So he will not be reincarnated again because this is the ultimate. And the next thing, he doesn't he, even need to care about that. He won't be reborn because he will go into the the ultimate blissful jacking off farting state of nirvana after this life. He doesn't need to create the Google. He no. doesn't need that. You know, nope. he, he doesn't need to create that. Mythical iPhone app that will sell, you know, make him millions of dollars. He'll never become a serial killer. He doesn't need to date models. Nope. He doesn't need to get mounds of cocaine. Nope. All he needs is an internet connection and some gas. Right. 
I'm jealous of that man. I'm jealous <laughs> of that man. Okay. People call the Sigurong Hotline at 206-666-3846. We do always love to hear from you. Wackily, we got some emails to the Sigurong Podcast at Hotmail.com. But before we get to that, I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, my favorite number one listener. My mm. number one fan. Hands down. Hands down. Pants down. Pants down, usually when I look at her pictures. Duramater. Duramater. I want to say thank you and express some sincere gratitude for the booze that you ordered for us from, uh, from BevMo. Yes. You know, she, she messaged me on Facebook and was like, you know, I ordered you some booze from Bevmo. Bevmo. So I'm like, all right, you know, expecting maybe some whiskey or something. Mm-hmm. Not only did Duramater order a fifth of, uh, of Bullet. She ordered a fifth, or is it like a 1.5 liter of Stoli Elite? I think it's a big-ass bottle. I think it's a fifth. It used to be a fifth before I tore into it. Yeah, Wackley almost killed it. But, uh, <laughs> I did not almost kill it. It's like a quarter gone. <laughs> by next show. But thank you, Duramater, for uh, ordering us That's booze. mine, by the way. Do not let me come to the show next week and have it be gone or nearly gone. Dude, you'll Do I need to put it. my name on it? Do I need to put my mouth all over the top or maybe shove it in my butthole? No, no. I'm, I'll give you my word. But all I'm saying is Duramater is a fan that's true to her word. She's like, I ordered you something from Bevmo, and she did. And she ordered something good. Unlike other fans who have promised to create websites for <laughs> Sick and Wrong and then completely flake and not create a said website. That's a little harsh. No, it is a bit harsh. But, you know, uh, we, we were supposed to have a new website coming up because our website sucks. We and, will uh, get a new website, but it's going to be made by you and I. And everybody's – I can just envision it now. As soon as the new one goes up – There'll be nothing but complaints because we are not webmasters. But well, this guy, it's, it's come to this point where, like, if you want a job done at all, you have to do it, you yourself. Do it yourself. Well, this guy, you know, was a was a fan. He was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm a web developer. I'm gonna take the time to develop you guys a new website because your website sucks." And I'm like, I'm "That's all excited about." It. I'm like, "Well, that's cool." And then all of a sudden, never heard from him again. Yeah, I mean, maybe the dudes. You He's know, probably busy. Got maybe family. his dog died, or yeah, I'm sure he has his reasons. But all I have to say. Is he got my hopes up and then didn't deliver, whereas Duramater got my hopes up and delivered. <laughs> With the booze. With the booze. Not yeah. all your hopes yeah. regarding Duramater were fulfilled. No, not yet. You know, I mean, <laughs> not yet. Maybe oh if God. I was watching Duramater on Red Tube and then farted really loudly, I'd be like, all right, then, I'm yeah, satisfied. Fully satisfied. I'm satisfied. But thank you, Duramater, for the booze. We are enjoying it as we're speaking. Um, second email here, or not actually second email, but the first email here is part of our new segment, My Two Cents with Dean Lance. Shouldn't it be called Our Two Cents? Well, no, because it's, it's, you're giving your two cents and I'm giving my two cents. Fair enough. So it's just our individual two cents. Fair enough. But, uh, Felipe, who's, uh, made sweepers for us in the past, will be making a new sweeper, sweeper for, uh, for My Two Cents, mm-hmm. which, uh, I'm looking forward to. Don't let us down, Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, if we had theme music we would cue it now for the new segment My Two Cents with D and Lance so this uh, came in from uh, you know the guy didn't even leave his name he just sent it from his iPhone some guy some guy asked this question sent this in from his iPhone he writes I'm from Oklahoma I was driving to Texas with my girlfriend My Two Cents move away from Oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry was that okay keep going yeah, the best thing about Oklahoma is getting the fuck out of Oklahoma. But uh, hey. I might enjoy it, but keep going. I've never been. I wouldn't mind just going there and tasing someone's grandmother, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Oklahoma. I was driving to Texas with my girlfriend and starting to get bored. 
She just got done with her monthly bleeding, and she was ready for a mashing of the potatoes. I'm not like familiar with all this sexy talk here of, of Oklahoma, but and this is some sexy time talk here, the mashing of potatoes. I like it. I started fingering her tampon socket, and it just wasn't getting very wet. Are at, they driving at this point? I think he was driving, giving her some uh, finger tampon mashing socket. Yes. <laughs> and she wasn't getting very wet. After about two minutes of frustration, I pulled out my finger, and I met with a lot of resistance. And it was covered with this white stuff I can describe only as being like earwax. Uh-oh. So my question to you, Dean Lance, is should I break up with her? Or was it just the combo of the end of the menstrual cycle and us being hungover and not being too turned on because we were in the car? Sent from my iPhone from Anonymous. She has earwax coming up out of her vag? Her A VV? substance that was similar to uh, earwax. <sighs> Weird. Yeah, that's very odd. I've never encountered anything like that before. Was she drinking a lot of water on this trip? Well, it's not. Because you've you got to do that. It's dry in Oklahoma. It sounds like she was dehydrated from being yeah. hungover. I don't think I would break up with her. You know, I, I think... I would give her a good talking to about cleaning that shit out. Like my... Feminine hygiene. My pleasure hole. You know, that I you, always... That you are the caretaker of. <laughs> you need to take care of that thing for me. You know, it's, it's, it's good that you mentioned that, Wackley. I think it's an important thing for men, especially in new relationships, to sit down and discuss feminine hygiene. Um, well, d- dis- just discuss other. ownership of the hole. Mm-hmm. Once we're dating, that's my hole. Yeah, you, well, you own that hole. Yes. And you don't want earwax coming out of it. No. No, not at all. But the thing is that this guy needs to take into account, um, I don't know if, you, if you're aware of this, but a lot of girls get yeast infections from driving in the car. <laughs> really? Yeah, they do. They, they get Because they sit in one area for too long. Like, they sit in one position for too long. Their panties are, are closely pressed against their labia. This is what, where yeast infections come from? Yeah, exactly. Yes, it does. They call, <laughs> it's, it's, her panties are pressed <laughs> too close to her labia. She's been in the car for hours. And the do mom's you want to, pubis... Do you want what? to direct the air vent toward it or away from it? Well, I'm saying if she didn't have her pants on and there's like, you know, good oh, circulation in there, this. you know, I think, but the fact pants that she was car riding, that would work. But the fact that she had these tight pants on, probably her panties were pressed up against her mom's pubis. I think that caused like, you know, a bacteria to develop and there's probably a little bit of cottage cheese going on in there. You can't blame her for that. Blame you, the car ride. Are you recommending JCPenney's jeans and granny panties for these ladies? I'm, reckoning, I'm recommending her being pantsless in the car. If you're going to go on for a long ride and finger. I'm down with that. So that's what I'm saying. It's like this guy needs to take into account that she was in the car ride, and that's what probably caused the white stuff to develop. Why not just full nakedness, though? I, I don't want to see a girl with no pants on a sh- Well, maybe a tight baby doll tee. Yeah, I kind of like yeah, that. I, I like that. that half thing going on there. Yeah. You know? So... So my two cents here to Anonymous, don't break up with your girlfriend. No, no it's not grounds for a breakup. Nah, not, now, if it happens... It's grounds the, for a sit-down. Yeah, exactly. Now, a sit-down and a talk. Now, if the white stuff coming out of her vagina was another man's semen, I would break up with that. That's her. where I thought you were going with this. <laughs> I thought it was semen. But it's no, not. If, it's semen doesn't was, look like earwax. Yeah, I don't think there's some cream pie action going on here. But if there was... Yeah, relationship would be over. I'd be like, get out of the car. You're going to live in Texas now. I'm going back to Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't think Oklahomans like t- 
to be confused with Texans. So that might have been a great uh, insult. Like, yeah, but he was driving to Texas Texans. with his girlfriend. Yeah, and that, that's probably what could happen. Yeah, they were just driving to Texas to take like, a shit on the Texas landscape and drive back. Yeah, exactly. So there's my two cents with Dean Lance. My two cents. And my two cents. Both of our two cents. Both of our cents. Have been given. For this guy. Yeah. I think we just saved their relationship. Uh, people, you can email Sick and Wrong with uh, your questions or just your stories or anything, really. Thoughts. Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Wackily, there's been a lot of action going on at the Sick and Wrong Forum. I don't know if you've been there recently, but I read a recent posting by a new poster who I actually was unfamiliar with him. Dead Monkey. Mm, that's new to me. Yeah, Dead Monkey's been posting a lot uh, lately, and uh, he posted something um, for both of us. He's like, I think this is something that Dean Lance would enjoy. And it was directions on how to make a prison vagina, or what looked like a prison vagina. <laughs> oh, yes, I did see that one. He says, it's one of those things you can enjoy making and then enjoy fucking. Did you try it, Wackerly? No, I just saw it today. Don't lie about it. I just saw it today. You tried it. I just saw it today. You tried it at work. <laughs> I just saw it today. It I was- didn't have the materials. <clears throat> It was full-on MacGyver prison vagina. It's like you had to take, like, cotton from a pillow and, like, a 20-ounce soda or, like, uh-huh. a plastic bottle of water. Yeah. And a condom and stick it in there and some... Yeah, I mean, it was and involved. All, is, really, is all that stuff obtainable in prison? I guess that maybe it's not a prison vagina. At some point... I, just, call, <laughs> I call it a prison vagina because it's not a... It's a makeshift vagina. Yeah. At some point, it just becomes just easier just to beat your, your cellmate senseless and fuck his asshole. I mean, we almost shouldn't promoting. We shouldn't be promoting something like this just because we Why want not? people to go to AdamandEve.com and buy a vagina. Oh, right, yeah. But if you, you know, have the skill and the craftsmanship, the desperation, a desperation to create something like that, then just go right ahead. Just go for it. Take a picture. Send it in. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I, I was impressed. Right, sick, and wrong on your prison vagina. Yeah, I, w- I was impressed with with that. So, th- so there you go, people. If you join up with the Sick and Wrong Forum. You can actually learn something. It's like crafts and hobbies over there. It's like Etsy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that magazine Make. Make, yeah. I mean, it's it's like Nobody the woodworkers. It's like the form. woodworkers journal, but yeah. with like prison vaginas. Prison vaginas journal. That's what our forum's all about. <laughs> Next week, Pruno. <laughs> <laughs> so go to sickerongpodcast.com, click on forum, and you can join the forum. Also, make sure you subscribe to the show via iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. We have well over 700 ratings right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed. But Creeping it, up against 800 soon. Gives us great exposure and keeps us in that top 50 comedy podcast rank. Highly coveted. As, as long as we can be better than number 51. That's yeah. all I care about. Dude, all I care about is beating that Christian Bible podcast. Yeah. Which we've been doing consistently. Thank you. So Why are they you. even in the comedy section? Nobody knows. Yeah, who laughs? God at, knows. Is Jesus la- a laughing matter? No. Is he? No. Um, also, uh, another big announcement. We have new Sick and Wrong Tees. Finally, be available this Friday. And you're sending all out the back orders and, and getting those uh, pitchforks and torches off my porch? Yes, I plan to do that. Those burning little paper bags of feces. <laughs> That you yeah. had to stomp out and get shit all over your shoes. The shoe. D and Lance effigies will not be hung from the trees anymore. The, the upside down crosses just lit on fire. Yeah, you know, people, I, I apologize for that. I know some people had to wait a couple months uh, because it takes a while. Yes, you it know, does. my, yeah, my, uh, my, my, a good friend of mine makes my t shirts, and, uh, you know, I, I, he's a bit of a stoner. 
Rome was right. not built in a day. Rome was not built in a day. And uh, I think you'll be quite pleased with these new tees. So feel and free to the, order the, the one now. the people with backers, they'll be the first kid on the block with a new design. That's got to be worth something. Brand new wrong design. Street so cred. I plan to ship them all this weekend. Feel free to order one now. Sickerongpodcast.com. Just click on the store. Finally, here's Sickerong's Song of the Week was sent in by Scorch. He goes, hey, Dean Wackerly. You said a couple shows back that Wackerly likes country. Well, he's probably never heard these gems by David Allen Coe. I bet you I have. Wackerly's a big David Allen Coe fan. <laughs> but, you know, I actually, I, I know David Allen Coe, but I had never heard of this album. It's called 18 X-Rated Hits. I bet you I've heard the songs. David uh, Allen Coe's great because he was actually in prison at one point. He was, and well, so was Merle Haggard. That's true. That's why they like each other. I think Merle Haggard promoted David Allen Coe, and like that's why. But Merle Haggard doesn't have like overtly racist songs. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you can find the whole album for download in a quick search online. So it's called David Allen Coe's 18x rated hit. Stay sick, assholes, scorch. The song we're going to play is called "Come Stains on the Pillow." I've heard it. (laughs) That's a good one. I had never heard that song, but I want to dedicate it. To all the people who are going to get drunken blowjobs this 4th of July weekend and will probably get cum stains on their 9-11 Never Forget pillowcases. Mm-hmm. Right in the face of the eagle. <laughs> right, right in the face of that eagle. It'll look like a little tear coming out of the eagle's eyes. It'll look like a second tear because the pillow already has one tear out of the eagle's eye. Yeah, you know, um, I imagine most people who really are into 4th of July probably do have pillowcases like that. Mm-hmm. I do. And it's difficult to get a cum stain out. Yeah, you might as well just throw the thing out. <laughs> just go and just go go to the closet and grab another. Yeah. 9/11 never forget pillowcase. Off the roll. <laughs> but I want to wish everybody out there a safe and happy 4th of July. I know I'm going to be getting quite drunk. But don't drive drunk. Don't put your balls in the potato salad. No. Nope. And definitely do not duct tape six packs of sparklers together and light them cuz you can hurt yourself doing that. No. People think that it's just a sparkler, it's just a toy. It's like, you know, the the gay firework, you know, the gay cousin of the firework. But if you if you duct tape six packs of sparklers together, mm-hmm. it's going to explode, and you're probably going to blow your hand off. Is that what we're going to be doing? <laughs> no, I read about it. Uh, some kids did that the other day. I'll, I'll duct tape three together. Five? Maybe ten. I think you can, six was the limit. And then throw them into your bedroom. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> But no, don't do that. Be uh, be cautious, okay, when it comes to playing with fireworks. Uh, that's probably why they're outlawed in most states. Right. But uh, happy 4th of July to uh, everyone out there. And uh, yeah, suck my balls, Great Britain, because you don't own us. People will be back next week with episode 234. Till then, take a sleazy. God bless America! <laughs> she went away and left me. Lord, she never said a word. And even if she would have told me, I probably never would have heard. Well, she once said no other woman, honey, could ever lay up in her bed. Now there's cum stains on the pillow, but she won't later fine mama and she's got some damn good head but I hope she 
who's out there listening to every word I've said. Cause there's calm stains on the pillow where she wants later to play now. Now when she took my Cadillac That didn't bother me a bit When she took my blue tea can She should have never done that shit I never thought I'd see the day Her love would be as dead As it comes things on the pillow But she wants later Cause there's come stains on the pillow But you once laid your head Yes, there's come stains on the pillow And Chuck Paul, you're cool, but you seem a little seedy, like a tweaker. I don't know. Anyways, I'm really drunk, and maybe high, too. I don't even know what's going on. But I love you guys, and I just wanted to follow up on my email and tell you guys that I love you guys. So, anyways, hopefully um, I hear back from you or something, like, and we can, like, have a drink together. Maybe. Love you.